Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode 31 with Richard Tuturnji for our Smart Chat series. Your coach, Helen Yuskovic. Welcome to your coach, Helen Yuskovic. That's me. I am now your virtual coach. I am what you call a professional life student. I've discovered firsthand that heartbreak will happen. Health issues do arise, but being successful doesn't ever need to be compromised. Once a week, I will be your virtual coach feeding you the juiciest knowledge that you can use to live your best life, no matter what gets thrown your way. Shall we begin? P.S. To ensure that you never miss your session, hit subscribe on your podcast app now. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the show today. Today, I have a special guest named Richard Tatunji. I met Richard during a course that I signed up for when my business was struggling, and he is the CEO and the founder of Com Marketing. And Com Marketing has allowed me to double and triple my business earnings and my profits. And I thought this guy would be the best to bring on the show to help you guys that have a business or a small business to help encourage and inspire you to grow, to be better and to just stay on the course and stay in your lane. Richard Tatunji has over 15 years experience as a market leader online. He developed Australia's very first and largest online video directory, which is one of the most saturated industries. Through his established innovative marketing methods, he has created online TV shows, became a best-selling author and a contestant on The Amazing Race. They were known as The Married Entrepreneurs, if you watched it. He has also been featured in mainstream media, including Sydney Morning Herald, Telegraph Mirror, A Current Affair and Channel 10 News. Today, he works with business owners, helping them win in the new age of online marketing 
from building an online presence to providing online marketing education to the next generation of business owners and upcoming entrepreneurs. Richard is determined in turning established organizations into marketing machines. Professionally, Richard enjoys helping business owners to win in the new age of online marketing with his company, Complete Online Marketing, also known as Com. And personally, he is a dad to two beautiful children. In today's episode, Richard shares his entrepreneurial story, which started from a very young age. And this is super important for parents if you're listening to here, because your child might also have these entrepreneurial traits that Richard had. We'll also chat about what you must do when you're starting your very own business. Richard shares his story of when he was on the TV show, The Amazing Race. Remember that show? Wait till you hear his story. We chat about how businesses fail and what you need to be able to do to avoid that. And Richard also shares one of his daily rituals that really helps set his day up for success. And I highly encourage you guys to start doing this too. We also chat about a system you can implement in your business called chunking your days up to really help alleviate overwhelm and stress. And I know that this is something that really has helped my business too. Richard also shares some super important tips to succeed in business. We also chat about why you must pay yourself in your business. That's right. You must pay yourself. Richard also shares his secret on how his team is grateful to work with him and for him. And I've experienced this because I am now part of his team. And it is such a beautiful thing to implement in your business as well. He also shares the characteristics you need to get your business off the ground. And we talk about so much more. So turn it up, tune on in, make your tea or enjoy the drive to work. All right, let's get started with Mr. Richard Tatunji. I'm so excited to have him on the show. I've known him now for about two and a bit years, going on to three years. He's the man that's transformed my business. He's the man that's made me earn lots and lots of money. So I thought, how amazing would it be if we could get him on the show to talk to you guys about success and business and wealth and all of those things so that you guys can feel like, there is hope, you know, you're, you're not at a loss. And Richard is one of these people that has just done so much with his life. And I'm just going to actually say, hi, Richard. <laughs> hey, hello. So good to have be here on your podcast. Before we kick things off, can you just tell me how many hours of sleep you got last night? I had a good sleep last night, so I've got eight hours, well, uninterrupted. Awesome, eight hours. That's the best. And I saw you had a great weekend away. Yeah, I was away, but most week, most nights I do get interrupted sleep. I've got two boys. Mm. The baby to turnjis. The baby to turnjis. I've got a, a 10 month and a three nearly going on to four. So amazing. Wow, so you got uninterrupted sleep. That's a win for you. Now, Richard, let's dive straight into this episode. As I mentioned in the intro before, you've done so much with your businesses. Can you just run through your business history and how you came to running Com Marketing and how did all of this unfold for you? Okay, so I've been involved in business since I left school a bit early. I remember the early days I wanted to do a business and I remember my teacher said, Richard, you're, gonna, you're not going to end up very much if you leave early. So I left early anyway and I wanted to become a personal trainer. So I did my course, I did my thing and I started a business. You know, I, I borrowed some money off my parents on their home loan 
the lady I was working with at the time, she was a personal trainer and we went in business together. We bought a studio in Neutral Bay in uh, Sydney. I had to put $50,000 in. She had to put $50,000 in. I was 17. I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, luckily my parents believed in me and I paid them back, which was good. I learned a lot of lessons. I bought my business partner out and then I sold the business. And um, from there, it just, you know, everything just started, you know, it's, it was about taking the leap of faith. And I think that's what business is about still. It's just about taking that leap of faith when you're not sure the next steps, but you've just got to uh, start somewhere and then, you know, trust your gut that you've made the right decision. And then from there, you'll find the right strategies and things to do. I remember when I started my business, there wasn't nowhere near as many business coaches or advice or programs or courses or anything, that kind of stuff. It was just done the old fashioned way, you know, just to see how it goes and uh, adjust from that. So that's kind of where I kicked off from there. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of stories after that, but I thought I'll just stop there. I know. <laughs> it's like, where do we end with you? <laughs> you remind me of me and my careers. Um, <laughs> so when did you know, Richard, that it was time to sell your business and what made you make that decision? So my original business uh, was a studio and there was a couple of things. One, I bought it with a business partner and I was doing all the work and she was doing no work. Uh, that was the first problem I had and I got resentful and things like that. That's, that's why I originally bought her out before I sold it. And the second thing was I was, I was kind of like, you know, I bought it at 17 and I was, I had it for a year and a half, nearly two years. And I, a second, 17 years old guys. He bought his first business at 17. That's amazing, Richard. It's just because think about your children now, like at 17, they're still babies and you just yeah. opened up a studio yeah i guess uh you know before that i did a, i did a lawnmower run and things like that and i think i just it's that, that belief you have to have in yourself right and it's like anything like before that i could look at 12 13 14 i was doing lawn mowing so it's really was at 17 but i look at 12 13 14 15 16, that's five six years i was kind of doing some kind of business right just in a different way but going back to your question, like there was that, I was 18, nine, maybe it was 19 when I sold it and, and I wanted to do something else. I, I was so, I guess there was definitely some fear, Helen, because I didn't know how to run a business properly. And I loved the part of getting the person in, signing them up. And I necessarily didn't love the training side of it. I, I love that side, but I love that induction side, that whole process. I love that getting them in and, and getting them started. And then, um, you know, then you got, staff that you got to manage and you know i never actually knew where the next client was going to come from i didn't know how long people would stick around for there was so many unknowns and i just i think i was just maybe fear that what happens if it didn't go right and then you know i was thinking about when really bought the business there was another person that was going to buy my partner my but then i got rid of them and i said oh, well, i can do it <laughs> and then two years later i thought about selling the business and all of a sudden helen all of a sudden this guy walks in the studio and says, I want to buy the studio. And I go, I've been thinking about selling the studio. Wow. And, uh, you know, that's very rarely that happens. But, but then, yeah, we negotiated and, and uh, he bought the business. And then I went to work on some cruise ships, uh, learning the next stage, which was sales and marketing. Um, yeah, I worked on cruise ships for a couple of years, American cruise ships. And I just wanted to try something else out. And uh, I was a successful sale. Yeah, I think it was just like I wanted to try something new. And 
I didn't have, at that point, I didn't have any fear or guilt that I left something. You know what I mean? I was happy how I left it. I was really happy how I left it. And I just want to move to the next thing. And I think that was, you know, that was great. And that was a time before Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and stories and all this sort of stuff, because you just, I kind of felt that you just did what was in, like what you felt, you know what I mean? Was right. You did it. Now I feel there's a lot of pressure in that world and comparison and all this kind of stuff going on. And I just think that the more intuition you can get clear with yourself and stop all that stuff, you really get clear. I know I'm talking to the preach here, but like I didn't think about that stuff at 17. 17 could have been 27 or 37 or 47 or seven. It didn't matter. It just felt right, you know? Can you tell us a little bit about Com Marketing, which is your current business, and how that unfolded for you? Cool. So, yeah, Com Marketing, um, what we basically do is we help fitness studio owners or even personal trainers wanting to get a studio to pretty much grow their business. With a studio, it's different to a personal trainer. There's a little bit more to it. There's staff, there's overheads, there's a whole array of things. And basically, the model for a studio owner, those who don't know, it could be a yoga, it could be a fitness studio, a Pilates studio, a CrossFit, anything like that. It's basically, you, you need to retain the member and you need to fulfill the member, get them results, and you need to bring them in the door. And then obviously, there's a whole array of things. So I love the part of helping studio owners to grow their business without having just the confusion of business. I sold my business because I was confused. I sold my business because I was in fear. I sold my business because I didn't know where the next dollar was coming from. You know, this is when we were selling 10 packs and 20 packs in the fitness industry. Where I know a lot of people still do, but it's something that we want to move away from because, you know, the fitness industry is renowned for short termers. You know, we, we, you know, two, three, six months, two years, and then we try something else. But I honestly believe that if you have the passion desire, this is going to be an amazing career opportunity for you long term. So that's what we do. We run an education and marketing program and we basically help people to double, triple, quadruple their business in a very short space of time. And we, we love what we do. We have a great team uh, doing that and you're, you're new onto the team as well, which is great as a coach. Um, your other question was how do we started? Well, the fast story of that is that I ran a directory called Meet Your Personal Trainer for a few years. It was Australia's first private. Another business. Another business. Yep. (laughs) It was Australia's first private fitness studio on that side. That was when, that was before you, that was like literally when YouTube was starting and I went around Australia personally and I filmed over a thousand profile videos of personal trainers. And the whole concept here was to get your message out to somebody who didn't know you. See, we're great at ourselves. We're great at when our clients know what we do, but it's the people that we want to attract into our business that we have to be great at. So we did that for many years. That went well. It was the number one directory in rankings, in search, in, in Google and things like that. And so that it was kind of before Facebook days and we did that and that's how we sort of started. And from there, people just asked, trainers asked, how do I rank? How do I get my marketing better? How do I do this? How do I do that? And we were a directory like a yellow pages, right? We didn't have the resources to do all that, but we always create the resources. So we kind of, we were working the program anyway. And so we, then we decided to formalize another brand, which was Com Marketing. It was an agency at first. And we just love the education. Joey, my wife, she's a PD health PE teacher. Our background's a personal trainer. So she brings the education. I bring the tactics. And that's how that, that business formed. And we felt that we could do a better job educating a person, a small business to get better results than an agency could with a lot, lot, lot lower cost. And they can do a broad spectrum because 10 years ago, it was about search. How do you rank high in Google? But now it's about Facebook, Instagram, search, 
you know, the list goes on, Helen, and that's where it's very expensive for a small business operator, i.e. a studio owner, a fitness studio, yoga, a dance teacher, to actually market in today's marketplace without, you know, knowing a bit of a cross section. That's why we call our program Become a Marketing Ninja. Yeah, well, thank the Lord for com marketing because you guys changed my business. Richard, it's time for a curveball. Are you ready to play? Do it. Richard, what is something that people may not know about you or may find interesting about you? Okay, so um, me and my wife, I, I mentioned Joey, so I might as well continue that story. Uh, we were on the first ever Amazing Race Australia and uh, we were called the Married Entrepreneurs. We were the competitive couple. So it was about 10 years ago now and um, that was in the Amazing Race Australia first came out. We were one of the 10 contestants on the show. That's so cool. How'd you go with it? Uh, we were okay. We got stuck in the mud in South Africa. We got a U-turn if you follow the game. And uh, yeah, it was gut. It, we went about halfway. So it was a tough day in the office, but um, it was a great experience. Amazing experience. We went around the world and uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was great. Awesome. All right. Back to our chat. Why do businesses fail, Richard? Wow. That's a big question. I know. You know, I know a lot of people went to business and I've failed a heap of businesses, but it's how you look at it. My parents went to business. Uh, they did a good couple of years and then their business didn't work out so well. I've had heaps of people that have started business and haven't worked out. And I think business is not a job. It's, it's much more than that. Mm. And I also think like these curveball questions you throw on me, business does just that. It throws you unexpected curveballs. COVID. COVID. And it's how you deal with these curveballs. And I guess the factors are a few factors. I mean, listen, most of the factors is that because there's so many resources out there and businesses like, you know, oh, it's so easy to start a business and you can do this and there's so courses. Just because it's easy to start a business and get a business coach and get business advice doesn't mean it's easy to run a business. Instagram might look good, like, oh, this person's doing a business, but business is hard. Business is tough. Business is, is a hard slog. Not to say that I'm taking away that, oh, you know, we shouldn't do business because it's hard, but you've got to be prepared for that. And it's not a nine to five game. And I think you've got to understand that, that that slog initially is really, really, really tough. And, you know, and I look at a few things. The second factor is that if you're a single, if you're single, you're young, right? You've got a lot of time to make mistakes. A lot of time. If we take somebody who's then maybe married and who has kids and that, right? Um, they might have a mortgage already. And so for them to start business is more risk for them mm -hmm. if they lose anything. So it's a risk and reward. And so even if they have a bit of a, if they start a business and it fails a little bit, they might just go, hey, that's not going to work. I'm going to run away because there's too much there to risk. Versus if you're younger and you're single and you, and you have no kind of massive problems if you fail. And then as we get older, we think, okay, well, I'm, if I lose everything, I've got this long job I've had and, and, and it's super, how am I going to do all that? So you've got to replace something that you've already managed to have. And so depending on the stages of where you are in your life will depend on the risk and reward mentality of what you're going to do. And so the more that you haven't had a business, um, it's going to be much harder to start a business. Uh, I would find having a job now really hard, but at the same time too, sometimes I think, it's the smart way to do, especially if you're just not getting the things right. I don't know if I've answered your question, but there's so many factors, but it all comes down to how much risk you're willing to take. 
and not seeing it as a job, you know, when you said that. It's more than just a job. Well, I think it's got to be, and I don't mean by saying like you've got to give your life to it, but you do have to realise that the rewards are much more. The rewards are much more. Mm -hmm. But at the same time too, um, I know a lot of people that it's those tiny rewards they get, but but they, they're putting, you ever seen that ice thing in Antarctica, like the ice at the bottom and then the tip at the top? It's the same concept. 90% of the work you're going to do is, is behind the scenes and 10% is on the front. Yeah. My first business failed because I made a bad business venture with another person who ended up just conning me. <laughs> so that was my first failure and learning all about contracts and how important contracts are when you work with someone because <laughs> I didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's so many di contracts are a big one here, yeah, 100%. Uh, contracts are a huge one. Yeah. Um, there are so many different factors around that. So even contracts are great, but at the end of the day, it still comes to intuition and you've got to understand is it, you know, does it feel right? It's this, there's so many variables, but I think, um, I think everybody should give business a crack. It's as long as they're, they're ready for it, you know, ready, ready to play the game. Yeah. And have a good support system. You know, I, <laughs> I was struggling a little bit with my business reached out to you guys. So yeah, always reach out for a support system. If you're starting a new business and you need help, there is help out there. Richard, it's time for another curveball. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Got my bat. What is your biggest health tip? Well, my biggest health tip, I would say, find the thing that you love to do and continue doing it. So health tip for me is like, I've always been in some kind of exercise and I've always consistently done it. And it doesn't matter if it's been running or cycling or weights and things like that. But to me, it's about doing something every single day um, consistently. And that adds up throughout your life. So my biggest health tip right now is about the routine of your morning rituals. And I've always been that way. Like literally, if I don't, if I'm like awake, I, I need to do something to make me feel awake. And there's push-ups or 10 push-ups or, or having a cold shower or something that represents the morning for me. And it's doing something before I start my day, something. It must be something. And that's over the time of many, many years. And so it's not like I wouldn't say, oh, I've got to do this meditation or this running or this exercise. Like, yeah, that's all good. But at the end of the day, it's about how, how you can be consistent. Uh, so I think it's morning rituals for me. I think that's the biggest uh, piece that you've got to do. I mean, you, you, know, you know about them. Everybody's teaching them. But honestly, it's just about doing them. That's the biggest thing. Can you run us through what you did this morning? Ken. So I'm really trying to get back to my early mornings. So I was a big 4.57 a alarm clocks for a long time. Like start training at 4.57. And to be quite honest with you, I've been sick the last few months and then that dragged on. And so I've been struggling to get out. I get up at six o'clock or 5.30. So I, I'm, I'm happy to say I got up before five this morning. And uh, my goal on Mondays, I work out Tuesday, Thursdays. Joey goes to gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I look after the kids between seven and eight. And so I wanted to get out. So this morning I got out about 5.20. I ran out the door. There's a little spot close to me with some water and a, and a bit of a jetty. I ran down there. I did a little video inside my members group. I listened to a podcast on the way down there. It was actually your, your friend I've seen, not your, your mate, uh, David uh, Goggins. He's, yeah. His audio, I'm listening to him. 
at the moment and then I'll listen to it. And I'll get, so you do some learning as well. Learning. I get a lot of inspiration. So when I run and learn, it could be 10 minutes and then I get really inspired and then I'll do my content for my group and then I'll, and then I'll you know, run back and I feel inspired. And so it wasn't like it was a massive cardio run. It was only kind of 15 minutes, but I was sweaty. I'll do my heavy workout tomorrow. But then I know that I've, I've won for the day at least. I've, I've, I'm up before everybody else. To me, mm. it's like that competitiveness in you. you know what I mean, you need to just beat yourself. And I think it's challenging yourself. That's what I did this morning. Then I looked after uh, my boys, Giuseppe and Ricardo, fed them breakfast. Joe was at the gym when she came back. Then I literally um, started work and got going. Monday is my day where I do non-client activities. So I'll do marketing or sales, working on new new ads, new copy, and I'll just spend the whole day in that creative zone. Mm. That, day. that sounds like such a good idea because people in business, they don't do that. So what Richard is referring to is something I think called wearing a different hat each day. And this is something really important for you guys that are listening with the business. Um, Richard, do you want to just talk about what I just meant by hats? Because people are probably thinking, what? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got no hair, so I do wear hats. I've got a son, you know. Uh, that's another story itself. But what I've done that's been really well, and I might give you a tip here, is that you're always going to fill your day up. And I'm still trying to get over that. I'm still trying to get used to that, but I'm always going to fill my day up. It, it just never ends. Like business never ends. There's never an off button. And I've struggled with that fact, but I'm, I'm coming to peace with it a bit more now. So what I do, I chunk my days up. And this happened to me because I was getting burnt out and overworked. I just didn't think I could do it all. So basically how I work is I take no meetings between zero to 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. I'll take my first meeting or anything. So it gives me that morning space because that's the space I'll work out or I'm with my kids or I'll um, go for a run or read or something like that or I decide to work early. So it's my space. Uh, 10 o'clock is my first appointment. Monday, I've got no appointments. It's sales and marketing. Club. Tuesday and Thursday are my sales day. So I'll take 30-minute appointments and people can book in and I do a thing called marketing muscle-up. So I might have some of those. I might have sales appointments. Um, I might have education um, like catch-ups with some of my clients. Wednesday, I'll keep open as much as possible. And this is my filming day. So I put my hat on for creativity. I also put my hat on for like mastermind sessions I do or education stuff I do. And then Thursday is again, my sales activity kind of day. And Friday is my education day. We'll always do webinars or about events and that kind of stuff. And so I've learned to say no much more than I say yes. But, but saying that, I've got an assistant and she helps too in my diaries because I just say yes to everybody. Yep, I can fit you in there. And then what happens, I blow my diary out and I get burnt out. So I'm, I'm really, I guess because I've been that burnt out, it's like I'm really good at my chunking my times. And to me, that helps because like on a Monday, if I have to do a sales call, even though it's an important or, or if I have to have a conversation, that stresses me out, Helen, because I don't want to do it on that day. I've decided I don't want to do it. And so... Um, I'm okay with saying no on those days. So I think it's really important when you've got a lot of hats on, like when you're a new business or kind of mini business, you're doing the sales, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the deliverable, you're doing the product creation, you're doing it all. And it's very, very, very exhausting. So what you want to be doing is I would chunk my days up into at least at AM and PM. I'm not really like, Oh, let's mark your timesheet down with 30 minutes. I don't do that, but I just chunk as much as I can. And I'm really cautious of what I put in in those periods there. And after a while, people know, your team know, 
your clients know, and then you can just change your calendars up accordingly. You can block yourself out. So there's ways around it. Such a great tip uh, for those of you running a business is to figure out the time uh, of when you're wearing what hat, when are you doing your accounting, when are you doing your sales, when are you doing your face-to-face stuff. So thanks for that, Richard. Richard, is there a formula for success in business? Any tips, tricks, hacks? What's, what's created your success? Listen, the right answer I should say to tell you, which a lot of people do say, is they go and find someone who's already done it and, um, you know, have that proximity. What I'm going to say, though, to you is that um, get clear on what you want to do and go and do it. And that helped me probably my first 10 years of business. It, I didn't go and surround myself with some... I, I, didn't, I didn't surround myself with anybody that I knew of that was in my proximity. Nothing, zero, zilch. So I can't say that was my formula, but moving forward now, business is a bit more complex is that I do have, I've found myself having proximity with, you know, a couple, probably one hand, I could say, of people that I can connect with and rely on. And that really helped. And I think that's the smarter option. But saying that, I think then comparison kicks in and comparing and things like that, that's very exhausting. So my tip is that believe in yourself, back yourself a thousand percent. And what I would say is just have one or two people close to you. It could be a business mentor. It could be a course that you go to. It could be a person. You know, for me, my father-in-law was in business. So I was, you know, always relied on him for advice. When I started my business, it was my grandfather. And I've got a few buddies in business that are in the coaching space and the marketing space that I, that I will talk to. But I'm only talking to two or three maximum of these people. I'm not asking everybody their opinions. I am in a high-end coaching programs as well, which I take um, some feedback as well. I think your question was like, what's the tips? The tips is believing in yourself. You must believe in yourself. Like it, it's okay hanging around proximity, like proximity is power. And that's my good friend Sam Cawthon always talks about. Yes, it's true, but ultimately it's believing in yourself. And I think a good tip for a business owner that's starting or that's progressing pay yourself as well. I think... Wow, did you hear that, guys? <laughs> pay yourself. I'll tell you why. Business owners can live off an oily rag. I can live off an oily rag, right? We all can live off an oily rag. That's the, that's the power of being an entrepreneur, a business owner. We need to. But honestly, I don't think that's the right move a lot of the time. I think that we must pay ourselves. I'll tell you why. One, because we realize that when we pay ourselves, what we've created, if we've created a landing page or a product or we've sold our first you know, personal training session or our first deal, that money can pay us. And, and in the mind, we go, yes, I feel good for that instead of feeling guilty for spending. So my tip always when someone comes to us and they're like, oh, I'm just pulling out. I just, I don't pay myself. I just pull out from my, my, my business account. That's a really bad move. I would recommend setting up your own personal account and business account and even if it's 200 bucks a week, whatever you think you pull out or it's 500 or a thousand, you must start paying yourself every single week, the same time, same place. It doesn't matter what it is, but you must do that because then you can start balancing the two worlds because if you're just in the business world 24 seven, you're going to get burnt out, burnt out. And every time you spend, you feel guilty. It's just a, it's a, it's a nightmare. So split things up, believe in yourself a thousand percent, Find your one or two key people that you can work with as well 
and, and, and take advice off these people. I remember a time, Helen, when my friend said to me, I was going for a lot of broad marketing. My friend Sam said to me, uh, Richard, you're, 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 you're number, you can be number one in uh, the space of health and fitness and studios. You know that game. Otherwise, it's going to take you extra years to go really broad marketing. And, and you know, I took his advice because he knew me, but I wouldn't take someone else's advice on that. So be careful who you take your advice from. If you ask somebody, you know, pay them. That's just free advice. And that, there's, no, there's no weight to that. But if you ask a solid business operator that you also give mutual respect back, that's solid advice. So you've got to be careful who you ask and who you get your advice from. And I wouldn't open your doors to more than two to three people max. Such good advice, Richard. I love that. Richard, it's time for your last curveball. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. I like these curveballs. I am a big fan of random acts of kindness. Yeah. Big or small. So my question to you is, when was your last random act of kindness and what was it? Wow. Mind you, this guy gives his time to lots of his clients. Yeah, that's kind of a good random act of kindness. Uh, I gave a nice gift to my wife, Joey. That was random acts of kindness to a degree. But I think what we do, maybe it's a structured random acts of kindness. Each week in our wrap-ups in our team, we do a thing called a Friday wrap-up. And one of the things is who you're grateful for. And uh, we do that every week to our team. We, we basically nominate two or three people, what we're grateful about them for. And then we do it every single week. We do it. It's one thing that's really lasted the whole length of time. I could say from different team members to different times, we would 98% of the time on a Friday, it doesn't matter what time it is at three o'clock or six o'clock or seven o'clock, generally 97% and 98% of the time, we would always do a wrap up Friday. And one of the questions is, who are you grateful for the week and why? And that honestly makes you feel so good to wrap up the week and to feel kind that way. But um, I, I guess my, my random acts of kindness is if I respect somebody and they ask me a question, I'll give them my heart and my sleeve and everything. And that's how I give my kindness maybe. Yeah. And I experienced our very first wrap up and it is one beautiful thing that your business has, which is gratitude and gratitude towards each other and a team that is just so grateful to be there. So credit to you and your job and everything that you do in the world, Richard. Now, before we wrap it up, just let us know what is next for you? What's going on? Helen, I'm, you know, I've had so many different uh, businesses and structures and things like that, but I heard this off uh, Andrew Simmons, I believe, the other day. Uh, we were at a Phylex event, virtual event. It's a fitness conference. And I listened to, I was, I was uh, we helped with their marketing and I'm a partner with those guys. And he said to me, he said in the group, he says, I don't think I want to sell because I'm really happy with where I'm at in the moment. And for so long, for many years, I've always bought and sold businesses, bought and sold businesses. And that was cool and fun, but... Helen, the biggest challenge for me is consistency. And I've been consistent, I feel, for many years. But right now, I just want to up the game. I want to get better at our positioning. I want to get better at our marketing. And I'm basically, to do, the reason why I want to do that is because I believe uh, we have the best product for studio owners that's proven, that's tried, that's tested. And it's like, I know people out there, specifically studio owners. And the reason why, maybe it was my first business. Uh, I love the fitness industry. And at Con, we want to make sure that people are healthy and happier 
and they find this gift. And we do that through studio owners. And so what's next for me is just being better to connect to the people that we can help with. And we honestly can help with somebody who's just finding it really hard to go through business, finding it really hard to get to the next point in business, not sure what direction to take, lost. They need an alliance. They need a team around them. They need proximity around them. They know all the things I kind of spoke about in a very condensed way. They need structure, they need confidence, they need clarity. And for us, that's really a person that's just, that wants to help their community, that wants to live their dream. But the thing that's holding them back is the marketing, is the positioning, is the branding. And it's not, you know, it's not the one thing. It's not, you know, business is not the next hack, the Facebook hack or the Instagram hack or the next TikTok or how do I get my story? It's not that. It's knowing, coming back to my first point, it's understanding that you have the confidence to believe in you. And without that confidence to believe in you, that's when you go to hackable stuff. When you have the confidence and you know where you went in business first place for, marketing is, is beautiful. Sales is beautiful. But when you're struggling to figure out what that is, then we have problems. So I guess our next thing is just to do more of it. We want to hit the US market soon. I've got a book coming out at the end of the year. And our course and our program is, is really what's biggest impact for me is you know getting more coaches to help more more studio owners and that helps more people have more communities to expand so i'm on I'm, I'm happy with the journey i'm on right now and one of those things i've heard i think warren buffett said once you got to say no more than yeses to really filter that you know what your focus is so i'm pumped every day you know i love i love mondays before i hated mondays i love mondays because i i get to just you know, shift a few things around to, to continue living what I want to live. So yeah, I've just restructured things around. It's good. That's amazing. What I'll do guys is I'll put all of Richard's links up on the show notes here today so that you can connect with him and reach out if you do need any business help or you can contact me. Richard, thank you so much for your time today. Ellen, it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, really appreciate, uh, you doing this podcast. And yeah, loving your journey as well, Helen. Thanks so much. Thank you for helping me. All right, Richard, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Helen. Wow, what a cool episode, hey? I hope you got some value out of this episode and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed interviewing Richard. He's a cool guy, huh? Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could share this podcast to a friend that might be in need of this information or to anyone that you think would benefit from listening to this. And I just want to say thank you for spending some time with me today and giving yourself a beautiful gift and doing something for you. And keep in mind, heartbreak does happen. Health issues do arise, but your success doesn't ever need to be compromised. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.